When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dive into the mind of Brett Boone as we turn to the baseball legend to find out what's happening in his life and around Major League Baseball. This is Turning Two with Booney. Here's your host, Rich Herrera. Welcome, everybody, to the Friday edition of the Boone Podcast. We lovingly call this Turning Two with Boone. I'm Rich Herrera, executive producer of the Boone Podcast. There is Brett Boone, and if you're watching this on YouTube, Brett, what the hell are you wearing? It's my, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's sporty now. You know, I see a lot of guys wearing the hoodies yeah. and the kids. I know wear them, but, but, you know, I'm starting to see some coaches and managers. They rock the hoodies. Uh, apparently they're cool. I got one. I put it on. It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. No, it's not a good look on you. You look like Ted Lasso. I don't know who Ted Lasso is. You don't know who Ted Lasso is? But I know the name Ted Lasso. I don't know. It's a Netflix or I have no idea. You, you, you're the guy who watches everything under the sun. Ted Lasso, it's a, it's a show about a soccer coach, an American football coach who knew nothing about soccer, goes over to Europe and with his good attitude and great trying, turns a lowly soccer club into a champion with a great positive attitude. And that's what I think of when I think of Brett Boone wearing the Ted Lasso shirt. You know what I think about trying, Rich? My grandma can try. I always just say that, hey, I'm trying really hard. Grandma can try. Get it done. Get it <laughs> Is done. that? Would you tell the kids that? Yes. Yeah, I'm really trying in school. Grandma can try. Yeah. No, well, no, that's not, that's not fitting. Because if grandma was in school, she'd probably succeed. When, when, it, comes, when it came to sports... So right. Grandma can try. Doesn't mean she's going to get it done. <laughs> you need to do more to try get it done. I was uh, as long as it's your, as long as you're giving me 100 percent effort. That's all I can ask for. Ah, I can ask for more than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be a fun uh, turning two with Boone. So let's just get started. You ready? You got it. World Series is set. Gets going uh, this week. Arizona versus Texas. I think if I went back, you and I and, and Tyler Kepner and you and I have gone through all this, and when the playoff tournament started, because it truly is a tournament with 12 teams, there is no way in God's green earth we would have picked Arizona versus Texas, correct? Oh, correct. That's We'd have lost it. We'd be coming out of Vegas right now with our tail between our legs because none of us were even, not only were we not right, we weren't remotely correct. And believe me, and I, this line's getting old, but I've, I've used it quite a bit. I've thrown my notes in the air so many times this postseason because you just never know. I got, oh, I'll tell this, it's kind of funny. Around the Boone house, we have a lot of kids running around. Right. So I, I wanted to make it fun. They all thought I was stupid because your dad and dad's ah, not what cool. do you know? And I said, hey, guys, let's have a little round robin. Uh, let's playoff picks. So I had all the kids go through theirs. And uh, 
by the end of the when we got to the last round of the playoffs, this uh, Texas Houston matchup and the Arizona matchup with uh, the Phillies, my gut, everything inside me told me Philly's going to win. Right. And I think Houston just had the edge over Texas because of their bullpen. They were going to win. So because I've watched this postseason, I, uh, of course, put Arizona, Texas Rangers down because it's the opposite of what I thought. And it looks like I'm going to be in the winner circle here soon. So, all right. Uh, so let me, let me ask this opposite. question. Let me ask this question because I've heard this ever since the top five seeds got bounced. Yes. So I'm going to ask you this very poignant question, Brett. You ready? Mm-hmm. Did the best teams in baseball make it to the World Series? No. No, because they're not complete teams in my eyes. I look at the Texas Rangers team. Now, they're going to be able to say, and and for all argument's sake, as a player, if I were ever fortunate enough to be in this position, I'd say, I don't care what whether you think our team is better than yours. The bottom line is we did what we had to do to get in this position. So, yes, technically the best teams are. They went through the trials, the tribulations, and they came out on top. What Arizona did uh, through that postseason was unbelievable, uh, equally with Texas, uh, what they went through, especially the way they finished the season. But I don't know what truly is the best team. Is it the is it the is it the talent level? Is it getting it done when you need to get it done? Is it a hundred and sixty two game marathon? For me, that's that's what I think it comes down to. Best teams is what you do over a long period of time, because anybody can win in a short season. Now, I think as we spread out and you get to these seven game sets. I think usually the better team comes out of a best of seven versus a best of three, uh, best of five. So uh, the best teams, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, they, they have a pretty good argument that they could say, I don't care what you think, Brett. Uh, we're standing right here. So we are the best in the American League. We are as the in the National League. I definitely think as a player when I was playing, I always respected whoever was standing, the last man standing, they were the best team. But as an analyst, are they the best team talent-wise? I'd say no. So why didn't the best teams make it? Why didn't the teams with the top records, the ones that dominated throughout the whole the whole year? Arizona led the West for a lot. Then the Dodgers showed that they were the class of the National League and just boat raced them. Arizona right. makes it into the playoffs. Texas doesn't win their division. They lose it on the last day of the season. Yet when I look here, it's Arizona and Texas. How come the best teams didn't make it? I think you've seen that's kind of been a theme the last few years. Uh, the best teams not getting to the to the to the final. Uh, I, I think when Houston won a year ago, it I think they they were arguably the best team. Although on paper it was the LA Dodgers of 111 wins. Um, I don't know. I think it's the format. I think it's different nowadays in 2023. And I'm not going to sit here and and say I don't like this format because a lot of of this format I do like as an ex player, as a baseball fan, what I think is good for the game, the, the it's exciting down the stretch. You called it a tournament earlier, Rich. It's 12 teams. It's never been 12 teams before. And back in it, your dad's day. No, it's the, different. There were four teams. It. There were two in yeah, each, two in two each in league, each. but it's not my dad's day. It's 2023. And as a baseball fan and I'm biased, because I like other sports, but baseball is and always will be near and dear to me. So when I get 
to the postseason, I like the baseball talk to keep up a lot longer. And, and in past years, you've got five, six, seven cities in September already moving on to football. Now with right. this new format, you've got the complete country talking baseball, which for me in a bias, in my biased opinion, I like. Now, easiest, easiest time in the history of baseball to ever get to the postseason. Hardest right. time, I think, to win a World Series just because of there's four rounds. There's a round of three, which anything could happen. A round of five, I still don't think is a true test of the better team to come out of there. Uh, it doesn't show the depth of a team. I think the great teams are deep four, four deep, three, four, five deep in the rotation. That's not necessary in a three-game set or even a five-game set. Uh, and, and then, obviously, the best of seven, you're going to see a fourth starter. You know, so if you don't have a four starter, you're going to get exposed. And I think that's what great teams are. They're deep. Uh, they're deep in the bullpen. They're deep in the starting rotation. They're deep on the bench. They're deep throughout the lineup. They they still have a threat, seven, eight, nine in the lineup. I think that's the tr what what a true great team is. But in these short series, they're proven that that anything can happen. If you would have told me, Rich, a week ago, after I watched the first two games in Philadelphia, Yep. It was like the Beatles at a Beatles concert. And I just said, I don't care who you are right now. You're not beating that Philly team. I think anybody that, that, that was watching and putting eyes on that, on those games in Philly would have that same opinion. You were laughing. I didn't, at I didn't me. think they were going to come back from Arizona. I didn't you were, think they were, you were laughing at me when I said, Hey, I'm going up to the, I'm going up to game three. You go, why? It's just going to be all Phillies. Right. I, I didn't think they'd get back from Arizona. And boy, was I wrong. Not only did they get back from Arizona, they won two out of three, came back into probably the most hostile postseason environment this particular season, and won a huge game six. And as soon as they won game six, they flipped the switch. They flipped the whole narrative on the Phillies. It was, you know, Phillies, they got the big personalities, the the big, the star power with the Harpers and the Trey Turners. Um, they got Schwarber at the top of the Schwarber line. Hit, Right. And they came back and they won game six. And I thought to myself, game seven is tomorrow. Philly's going to come to the ballpark thinking, oh, my goodness, how are we in this position? We have to win tonight. You and Arizona's coming to Arizona's coming to the ballpark going, you know, maybe even even in a kind of sarcastic way going, hey, guys, you nobody gave us a chance and we're still standing they came into game seven with nothing to lose. And you could tell by the way their dugout was. I was watching their dugout. They were cool as a cucumber because they didn't, they, they came in with, with not the hugest. Nobody gave me a chance. Nobody Man, gave me money. a chance. No, let me tell you this. As a player, those, those Arizona Diamondbacks don't tell them they didn't have a chance. They believe from the beginning. As a player, you always do. But when the media consistent, consistently uh, dismisses you and say, oh, no way you can beat the Phillies, and you hear that enough, it becomes kind of a rallying cry. And these guys were kind of at the end just smirking, going, oh, yeah, we weren't supposed to be here. Oh, we just came and whooped them. And now we're going to the World Series, and we got a chance to be World Series champions. I've become a fan of this Arizona team. The way they play, the way they end of their bullpen is really dominant. It's been the only one in this last two series where you knew what you were getting in the eighth and the ninth inning. And uh, it's going to be a battle. You, so, you're going you're going up against a much superior offense with the Texas Rangers. 
but there's intangibles that this that this Arizona club's got. And everybody on the national stage has finally got to see this Arizona ball club. They steal bases. Uh, it, it's almost like a Tampa Bay team where you don't have the huge star power, but you got a lot of baseball players that love playing together. They have that camaraderie. Uh, Tori Lovello has, has made unbelievable moves that I didn't always agree with. And it seemed like every time he made a move, it worked out. Uh, it was the perfect storm. And, and I give them just as good a chance as I do the Texas Rangers of winning this world series. All right. So Evan Longoria said something on the early going and he said, and remember Evan hasn't been back to the world series since 2008 when I was broadcasting for the Rays, And that was a young team. Nobody gave him a chance to get past anybody, uh, especially the Boston Red Sox when we went to a seven game. But I remember Evan beginning of the playoffs. There's a quote I saw from Longo that said, this team is too young to know that they're not supposed to be here. And it said it, it reminded him of that 2008 Rays team that lost eventually lost to the Phillies, but they had to get past the Yankees. They had to get past uh, the Boston Red Sox. Nobody believed in them, but they were so young. They didn't realize the moment was supposed to be too big for them. Comment. Uh, I don't know if this team necessarily thought that way. You know, I, I, I think they thought they belonged and, and not because of the only, they only had 84 wins. I think the way they were playing down the stretch, they really believed from day one that they belonged in the postseason and not only belonged in the postseason, but we're going to make a run in the postseason. They've proven everybody wrong. All the naysayers, all the analysts that didn't give them a chance in heck. I'll tell you what, you got, you got the Carroll kids going to be the rookie of the year. Right. You, you've got a Marte, the second baseman, just won the MVP and was the go-to guy. I think he's hitting 16 in a row now. Uh, Fam got benched, came back the next day, hit a huge home run to extend that series. Uh, Perdoma, the shortstop, he's an all-star this year. He made, you know, and I was looking at Perdoma and I started looking, started studying him. He played 160 60 games this year. He made four errors. He's not even the gold glove finalists, right? Uh, but he's been a great player. And the kid that really stood out to me is Marino, the catcher never yeah. hitting the three hole in his career. All of a sudden he gets plugged into that three hole. And it seemed like he continued to get big hit after big hit off tough pitchers and tough situations. I was really impressed. He's 23 years old. Then you give it to Ginkle and Seawald. Seawald came from my Mariners at the trading deadline. Right. That was uh, one that no, that went under the radar. And I'll tell you, we had I had Trevor Hoffman on the on the program a couple of days ago, and I asked Trevor. I said, "What do you think about the importance of the end of the game and have something really solid there?" I'll tell you, as a as a as a position player, as an offensive player, when I had a Trevor Hoffman at the end of the game, uh, or a Mariano Rivera, or a Billy Wagner, man, that shortened the game a lot. Because once in a while, we'd trick them and we'd get them, but for the most part, when Hell's Bells was ringing. The game was over. I think the modern day player, I think the best closers in the game now are Batista. He went down for the for the Baltimore Orioles. They didn't have him in the postseason. Um, I look at a guy like Duran for the Minnesota Twins. When you get to the eighth and ninth inning in Minnesota, that game's over. This tournament that you're calling, you got me calling it a tournament right now. It is because it uh, feels like March Madness. You never know who's going to win. Well, look at the teams. Other than Houston and other than Arizona, Arizona, Ginkle, Seawalt. That's been right. money. They haven't given up a run in the postseason. Presley is money in Houston. That bullpen getting to Presley. The problem is they couldn't get a lead into the seventh it's eighth inning. Hand, right. And you look at the Texas Rangers. They've got Araldis Chapman, one of the best closers of this current generation. But he's not closing games. He's an eighth inning guy sometimes. 
And you never know what you're going to get from Chapman right now. And then you go over to the uh, the Philadelphia Phillies, who's had Kimbrell, who's got 400-plus saves in his career. But after game three, he wasn't used in another high-leverage situation. So that's right. the difference. Philly, they had to piece together that bullpen. Nobody knew their real role. One night it was going to be somebody, and the next night it was going to be somebody else. Where you knew in Arizona, if you get to the seventh inning with the lead, you know where they're going. They're going Ginkle, Marte. I think they're going to continue to play that and and just nick away. The thing about Arizona that they can do, they can steal bases. And they really showed that in the last two games. I think they stole eight bags and put themselves in position to score runs. Uh, they just ding you to death. And and they got a little pop in that lineup too, but that's not how they win games with the home run in in a in a in a modern day game in 2023 where we live and die by the long ball. Arizona kind of plays little ball. They steal base, they get base hits, they move runners, they play good defense, and they got a shut down bullpen. I'm looking forward to a great World Series, Rich. Hey, and they've got some and they got some good outings, not great outings. They got some good outings. Uh, Zach Gallon's been their best pitcher all season. Gallon's long. the guy, though. He hasn't been what I expected. Miller's pitched really well. Right. And the young kid fought, has really yeah. showed maturity beyond his years. So, Don't underestimate him. And the last two starts for fought really gave him some confidence. So he went from that rookie, never been on the big stage, to, hey, I'm ready to go. I've succeeded here, and, and I'm not intimidated by this big stage. My two favorite things about being at Chase Field over the last couple of days I had my let's go D-backs towel that they handed out. Uh, number one was they had a montage of talk show hosts and talking heads saying, Diamondbacks never have a chance. I'll do whatever, and, and I'll eat my hat if the Diamondbacks win. Where's the Mad Dog? I heard the Mad Dog was retiring if the Arizona. <laughs> no, he said never. now he's going he's gonna to put on a bikini or something like that. Haven't you I never say enough? something that outrageous. First of all, nobody really cares. So secondly, just retire. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. So I saw that was great. And then a big shout out to our friends at Willie's Taco Joint, which I went to before the games. That place was hopping. It's good. If you're going in for the uh, for the postseason, Willie's Taco Joint. Are you using my platform to to do other commercials? No, but it's a friend of ours, so I thought I'd just say that it's a cool place to go before the game if you're coming in, <laughs> no, right? Willie, uh, Eric Eric Stoltz, he's, he's the co-owner of that place, and Willie is Eric's dad. Eric is a childhood friend of mine, one of the f the few that I still have. I've known Eric since third grade. He's got a great place in, in Phoenix, and it's named after his dad, Willie. His, his dad's name was Bill, and, and we used to call him Willie. So, no, I've given you a hard time. I, I think it's very cool. Yeah, the little man will be there. Holding court. Yeah. So uh, make sure that you come by and say hi. Um, so that's one thing I was going to ask you about. Number two, let's get over to the American League. Um, does home field advantage really matter anymore? Because nobody won at home. Amazing. Doesn't seem like it, right? Amazing. Seem like it. I, I think in the game of baseball. Texas outlasts Houston. Give me your thought. Obviously, home field advantage doesn't matter to these guys. I mean, Texas has been losing at home and they've been winning on the road. So uh, they they How probably have to do. Why if they had a coin flip, they'd probably prefer to start on the road. Um, I've always in in my career, I've in the postseasons I've got to be a part of. It's always nice to be at home. You always feel like you've got that, you know, that 13th man, like they call it in mm -hmm. Seattle uh, for the Seahawks. You always got that extra and it gives the you a little man. bit of a, or the 12th man. I'm sorry. Uh, know, they're so loud up there. I broadcast games up there. It sounds like there's two extra people. But it doesn't, it, Rich, right now, it, it's like everything I've seen in this postseason, nothing makes any sense to me. 
no. everything I, I go left, they go right. So it, normally I'd sit there and go, absolutely, it's an advantage being the home field, and and you get the first two games, and you get to close it out at home if it goes past five games. Normally on a normal year, I'd say absolutely home field. But from what I've seen from the, from these teams, it's a, throw it out the window. It doesn't matter. Both both home, both have domes. Uh, you know, I haven't played in the new Texas. I played in Arizona uh, quite a bit, so I don't know. But Texas looks like a beautiful yard. Uh, not a small park, but not a big one. Just one that plays plays fair. And, and Arizona, with the humidor now, uh, plays, from what I heard, plays pretty fair. 